At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then, book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. Silver and Black today at Odyssey Original Podcast. And you're listening to us also on 98.5 The Bet. Yes, it's now 98.5 The Bet. Not 98.5 The Fan anymore. It's 98.5 The Bet. Oh, my gosh. I got to spit it out. And 1140 The Bet. Yes, they're both The Bet. And I said before the last break, Mo, as Mo Moten joins me now, he's out of the limo, back from Midtown Manhattan. Um, he had his mimosa on the way back and his avocado smoothie. He's good. Did they give you a chair massage this time when you were in the studio, or, or were you on your own? I had a little kink in my neck, so I had a little... You know, I had an assistant kind of touch that up for me oh. before I got on the show. So that's oh why I'm a little, I missed the, the interview that you had, but oh my I'm here gosh. now. Congrats Man. to, congrats. Next, you know. next thing you know, he's going to start going like this. He's got a big Rolex on his wrist. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. Woo, chiming in. Anyway, he is, if you're new to the show, Mo wasn't with us in the first segment with Alberto Menzano. Thank him again from morning, morning, Monday morning quarterback. It's a lot congrats to say. To uh, but Mo is a national NFL writer for Bleacher Report, as well as a Raiders columnist at sportsnot.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Mo Moton, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. He's back a little late because he was re- he was doing a live session with his Bleacher Report folks on video, which you can also catch as well. So make sure you do that as well. You can also follow me on Twitter at LV Gully, and the show is SNB Today. Okay, Mo, I, uh, listen, I, I'm sitting around on Wednesday and I see this thing pop up from the 33rd team, which is a, a sports kind of oh. website. 
I know and where this is going. Yes, you do. And you can see it because the guy's pictured right below if you're watching us on YouTube. But but nonetheless, uh, they have a point with the Derek Carr release. Everybody's chiming in on it. And Rich Gannon, who who is also a contributor at 33rd Team, by the way, um, said they, they, they asked him about Derek Carr moving on. And I'm going to show this on the screen for our YouTube viewers so you can see right here. It says... Um, I don't know that Derek Carr is going to go somewhere and all of a sudden put a team on his shoulders and take them to a division title. That is Rich Gannon unfiltered, uh, Mo, on a one Derek Carr who now is no longer with the Raiders. And so I think Rich Gannon, who actually has been saying the same thing for quite a while. I'll get to that in a second. But um, he said this, and of course, the car wars, they were in a little bit of a, um, a reduction in fire or a ceasefire with him being released and people wishing him well and other people saying good riddance. Now it, it gets re-inflamed because Rich Gannon comes in and says this, and that all the people who love Derek Carr now are telling us how bad Rich Gannon was and that he only had a couple good years because he had people around him. I'm just amazed by this because he says this. And Mo, is this anything different than he's been saying for the last maybe three years? Rich Gannon, for the people out there listening, Rich Gannon is clearly not a fan of Derek Carr's quarterback. <laughs> he never has been. He's been critical of Derek Carr for, as you said, for years now. So this isn't this isn't new for me. Well, I will push back on Rich Gannon in the aspect of that. It all depends on where Derek Carr goes, right? So Derek Carr is going to get to pick wherever he wants to play. And he's going to pick a team that's going to be probably either in playoff contention already or close to it. So the chances of Derek Carr succeeding, and what I mean by succeeding is going to the playoffs and winning some games, are high. But I will say with Rich Gannon's career, he had a few years of starting with the Minnesota Vikings. It didn't work out. He went back to a backup player in Kansas City. And then he popped with the Raiders. So I would right. say how that's, that could be possible for Derek Carr. Sometimes it's, it's just a matter of what your supporting cast is and who you're around. If you get the right coach that taps into your strengths, then you can play at a, at a tip-top level. I've always said that Derek Carr is the top 12 quarterback, not quite top 10 on a consistent basis. Yes, he can perform at that level for a stretch of weeks or for a few games, but he's right outside that top 10 level, and I don't see how you can't envision Derek Carr succeeding with a good supporting cast around him if he's that good. Because he's a good, he's not a great quarterback, he's a good quarterback. But but let me push back on that, Mo, because I don't think that's what he said. I don't think he said Derek Carr can't go win somewhere and get a team in the playoffs. What he said was he's not going to all of a sudden put a team on his shoulder and take them to division title. Meaning that, let's say, I don't, I'm trying to think of a team that that's close to the playoffs but not... Uh, Let's say the it's the, the – well, no, the Jets, I think, are a playoff team with, with, with a quarterback. But a team that wouldn't – you wouldn't – let's say he chooses Houston, okay? Now, Houston obviously has in a bit of a rebuild. But he, let's say two years down the road, Houston has an okay defense, not great, an okay offense. Is Derek Carr going to be a, um, a <sighs> Allen type, a Mahomes type – uh, 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 a, a Lawrence type who he's turning into, is he going to be a guy who's so good and elevates the play of everyone around him that he can take a team that's borderline playoff team and make them a playoff team? I think that's a big difference between Derek Carr walking into a situation like the Jets where if Derek Carr comes in and has a good year like he had 
two years ago, a year ago, that team, the Jets team makes the playoffs. I mean, to me, that's two or three at least wins for the Jets last year based on quarterback play. Uh, but is he a guy who's going to take the team on his shoulders? I think that's the key here because, again, in the right, we've said this for what? Four years, you and I, Mo, in the right situation, Derek Carr can absolutely take a team and win in the playoffs. No question. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. What does he mean by put a team on his shoulders? Does he mean, as you said, taking a borderline playoff team and taking them to the playoffs and winning playoff games? Or does he mean like taking a bottom-feeding team like the Texans, like the Colts, now, I know they have a defense, the Colts, but let's mm-hmm. let's be honest. They they had the fourth number one. They had the fourth pick for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, you know, you don't know what's going to happen with that roster. But I, I would want Gannon to expand on that. What does he mean by That's putting fair. a team on, on his shoulders? Because th- this is the way I look at it. A lot of people can have debates about how Carr is going to do post-Raiders and where he's going to go. But as I just said, it just matters of what the pieces are around him. Is he going right. to take a bottom roster and all of a sudden start throwing for 5,000 yards and throw for 36 touchdowns? No, I don't I don't think that's the case. But is his, you know, 4,200 yards, 29 touchdowns, 12 interceptions good enough to get the team over the hump? We'll see. Yeah, over the over the hump uh, into the playoffs, yes. I mean, like, I mean that that to me makes sense. But let me, I'll pose a question for you since we've been talking about the NFC South as a good place for him to go. If Derek Carr is the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, does he take them deep in the playoffs next year? I think he takes them to the playoffs. I wouldn't say deep in the playoffs simply because you again you worry about. Car in the red zone. I've gone on multiple Jets mm-hmm. podcasts and they've hosts have asked me, okay, pros and cons of Derek Carr. You know, I'm, I don't get on these podcasts and just straight up bash Derek Carr. He's, he's horrible. <laughs> he's a terrible quarterback. That's why he's not in Las Vegas anymore. And I don't get up there singing all of his praises like, oh, you're you're going to be a Super Bowl team. You'll be able to compete with Patrick Mahomes if you get Derek Carr. No, I'm, <laughs> I go up there and I'm honest. I'm like, look. He has stretches of games where he's deadly accurate. He's going to he's gonna elevate certain receivers because he's done that in the past. There are certain receivers, certain pass catchers who've had their best years with Derek Carr. I mean, look what happened with Jay Jones before he got to Jacksonville. You know, Darren Waller, I know people want to say Darren Waller is talented in his own, but he, he's been putting up good numbers with Derek Carr. Uh, there are other players that Crabtree put up great numbers with Derek Carr. I know he had some beast numbers before he got there with San Francisco, but with Derek Carr, he was pretty much a touchdown machine. Mm-hmm. So he's going to elevate certain players in your offense. But on the other hand, don't expect him to move like some of these younger quarterbacks come in the league. Don't expect him to extend plays like a Joe Burrow or Josh Allen. That's not it. When he gets to the red zone in tight quarters, you're going to have to have a run game to compliment him because his red zone efficiency is not good. And I've said yeah. this multiple times. His red zone efficiency was worse than Zach Wilson's last year. Derek Carr's passing rating in the red zone was in the 70s. Zach Wilson's was in the 90s. So I, I'm honest with all of these people, and I'm saying they're they're obviously for a good but not great quarterback. There are some good things, there are some great things, but there are also some glaring flaws that you're going to have to mask if you get a Derek sure. Carr. So temper your expectations. Yes, and and it's interesting because I want to bring it back to Rich Gannon because I agree with you. I, it leaves some ambiguity there, right? You don't know exactly what he's saying. I'm going to say. And I'm not speaking for him. He has not said this. I just know he's been on this show several times where we've talked about it going back over three seasons here on Silver and Black today. And and each time he talks about it the same way, 
I get the sense, and I'm just going to come out straight and say it, I get the sense that Rich Gannon, not only does he not feel that he's a great quarterback, Derek Carr, but I think it comes down to a mindset issue. He doesn't believe Derek Carr has that killer instinct. That's all it is. doesn't mean Derek Carr's not a talented quarterback because he clearly is. He's got a lot of skill sets. But I, that's what I think it is. And so that's why I think really supportive Derek Carr fans get mad that Rich Gannon says it. The other part of this argument that sort of bugged me, and I, and I engaged with people, not arguing with them, just asking them questions, because they, 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 they defend Derek Carr. I expect that. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And then they say, what was Rich Gannon before he got to the Raiders? He was nothing, blah, blah, blah. Like, that matters. It doesn't matter. I'm always interested, just like we talked about this guy on the Chargers who's saying that nobody who hasn't played football should comment on players playing football. You can't cr be critical of people. I We've talked that. about this on, on other shows. Uh, and, and the Dan Orlovsky, who now come, turns out apparently, reportedly, was maybe being going to be hired by some teams to help with offense. I don't know if that's true mm -hmm. or not. We haven't gotten confirmation. It seems to have been true. But I've heard tell, people tell me Dan Orlovsky, he sucked as a quarterback. What does he know? And my, my point is that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter their own performance, although I would say Rich Gannon, he only started the one full year in Minnesota. Then he got a chance to start the second year. He got supplanted there and then didn't start again until he got the Raiders. So really in year 10 is when he got his big opportunity and he seemed to flourish. So, yes, it can be people can flourish later in the right situations. I get that piece of it. That piece of the argument, I think, has some validity to it. The difference was Derek Carr has started for nine years. It's not like Rich Gannon, who didn't start for nine years. He wasn't good enough to start for nine years. Granted, it's also like Kurt Warner. He was playing in the Arena League, okay? So if Kurt Warner talks about quarterbacks, do you not say he's good enough because he just had his six seasons uh, and a Super Bowl and an MVP? I mean, come on. So my point is, People can comment on this stuff, and I, 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 I like what Rich Gannon has to say overall when he talks about the league, and I just think people are just overly sensitive about it, and they're disowning him as a Raider because of what he says about Derek Carr. I just find this whole car and this love car, hate car thing still to me this day. I'm sick of it, Mo, but I'm still fascinated by it because I just don't understand it. I'm so happy I retired from Car Wars a couple of months ago. I, you see me on Twitter. Why? I, it, you know, it happens, and I'll explain. And I thought about this the other day, and I'm glad you brought you brought the why. And I'll say this. There are fans who are fans of Derek Carr. I'm not saying they're not fans of the Raiders, but they like the player Derek Carr. It's like growing up and watching your favorite football player. Right. And I'll take, I use myself as an example. I, I loved Charles Woodson as a college football player. I wanted to be a cornerback at one point. I told the story on Twitter, actually. I wore his jersey every day in high school when I was in this football league. Thought I was going to be Charles Woodson. He goes to the Raiders and, you know, there grew my Raider fandom at, at the age of what, 12 years old. Mm -hmm. If Charles Woodson had been, and he did go to Green Bay, and I was still in fan mode. I would still be a fan of Charles Woodson. I would defend Charles Woodson at every at every turn because 
I grew up watching Charles Woodson from his college days. There are people out there who were watching Derek Carr from his Fresno State days. So there is an affinity there for Derek Carr. So they're going to they're gonna defend him at every turn. Doesn't mean they're not necessarily Raider fans. It's just that we have to understand that they're, people are going to be fans of, of specific players. And when you're fans of a specific player and you see other people bashing the guy that you you idolize or you grew up watching or you're a huge fan of, it's human nature to kick in and, and defend that person. Yeah, no, no. And I don't disagree with that at all, Mo. And in fact, I had somebody on Twitter on Wednesday tell me, uh, you know, what, why is it, why are they so crazy? What is this about? Do you think these people will still follow the Raiders? And I said, here, and I got to the same answer you did in a, in a different way, roundabout way. And that was, hey, if I am a fan of Derek Carr, I'm a fan of Fresno State. I'm from this, uh, the, the San Joaquin Valley where he's from in California. And if you know those communities, uh, um, they are agricultural communities. People are very tight, a lot of small towns. And, and so they're, they, they, they love their own. Um, and so you look at that. So he gets drafted and all those people who love Derek Carr in college and know the family follow him to the Raiders. And for the last nine years, they have been Raiders fans because Derek Carr was there. And I understand that too, because I went to UNLV. So when a UNLV guy does well, I cheer for him, even if it's a team I don't like, right? So you look right now uh, in, in the NBA. I don't even follow the NBA that much, but I do when I see guys from UNLV who do well, I cheer them on. So I understand the mindset of that. And I don't get into fights with people if people say they suck. That's the piece. I don't understand the emotional ties to it. But then again, uh, you know, I'm 50 years old and I grew up at a different time. So who knows? But but it's just crazy to me. And I think there will be people who are Derek Carr fans first and Raider fans second who will become Derek Carr, Washington Commander fans or Panther fans or wherever he goes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Raider fans don't need to get mad at that. Uh, and I think that it's just time to say, okay, it moves on. But opinion, Rich Gann, you can disagree with his opinion. Say, hey, I don't agree with you. What you're saying, totally fine. But I, you don't have to belittle that guy's career or intimate that he doesn't know what he's talking about. We all have opinions, and you know what they say about opinions, right? So mm. I won't get into that. But everybody stinks except yours. So so I get it. But it just it fascinated me because this is the last throws for me of having to deal with Derek Carr stuff at all uh, on this show, especially. Uh, but but fascinating. And I'm glad you came to the same conclusion, basically, and your own experience with Woodson is a great example. And I have one more quick story. I was on a Jets podcast this week, and I believe the Twitter name was Raider Jake. If I'm if I'm if it's not, I'm sorry about that. But I think it was Raider Jake on Twitter. And he said basically what I was saying. He's like, I followed Derek Carr's career from his Fresno State days. I'm a Raider fan, but wherever Derek Carr goes, if he goes to the Jets, I will still root for Derek Carr. I will also root for the Raiders, but I want to see Derek Carr do well, and I'm going to follow his career. And I can respect that because he was honest because there's there's a Twitter debate saying that you have to be either a Derek Carr fan or a Raider fan. <laughs> you know how this works on Twitter, right? It's one. You, it has to be one oh or the other. You can't, be both, you can't be both, both yes. a Derek Carr fan and a Raider fan. you got to choose one, right? Yes. But we all know it's a lot of gray. There are people who are staunch Derek Carr supporters, and they're also Raider fans, and they're going to cheer for him, and they're also going to cheer for the Raiders. Now, I don't know what they're going to do if Derek Carr goes to the Jets and Jets play the Raiders. with. I, and I, honestly, I don't care. But to me, what I don't like to see on Twitter is the fan police come out and say, you can't do this. Right. You can't be a Raider fan if this. If you can't be a Raider fan if that. And it's like – 
who made you hall monitor? You know, like who made you the grand poopah of, of this whole thing that well, we, you can check people's Raider, yes. Raider card. I, I hate when I see that. Well, on I don't it, engage in it, but I see it all no, the time. No. And, and listen, I've talked about for years now on this show and I, even a few weeks ago, I think I mentioned it to you. These people who think that you can't cover the Raiders if you grew up liking another team. Right. Mm. And we had the one day people accusing you of being a Jets fan. And of course, people know my background <laughs> growing up as a Charger fan. And you're right. I don't argue with them anymore because it's like, dude, you have six years of shows. Go show me where I've ever been a Charger fan or that I've talked positively even about the Charger because that organization's a piece of crap. Why? Like, it, it's amazing to me. It's it's yeah, it's a black and white world. Everybody wants to have the hot take. And and now I just opt out because. If you're that ignorant, I don't, I can't help you. I just wish you the luck. I hope you find your way to the bathroom every day. Uh, you get yourself dressed, you brush your teeth. That's all I'm hoping for at that point, uh, because I don't know. It, it's it's a tough one. But um, Really quick, though, not yeah. to get too deep into this Derek Carr, Carl Wars thing, because I'm so over it, but to tie it in, <laughs> to, to the whole Derek Carr thing, the, what I found interesting was when, Dave, and I said this on my BR Live show today on Wednesday, that I thought it was very interesting what David Carr said on NFL Network. He said, Derek Carr wasn't allowed the freedom at the line of scrimmage as he once had under Basaccia mm -hmm. and well, mm -hmm. under previous regimes. And I thought that was interesting because if Josh McDaniels is still a rigid play caller, is he going to want Aaron Rodgers, who I'm sure is going to want some freedom at the line of scrimmage to freelance because right. he's going to say, look, I have four league MVPs. I have a Super Bowl ring. What do you have as a head coach? Now, I know you won in New England with Belichick, <laughs> but as a head coach, what do you have and why should I listen to you with your head coaching record and compared to what I've done as a quarterback? Yes, and that's why I think – uh, the Raiders will roll with a quarterback that he already knows, i.e. Stidham or somebody else like that. I don't think it's Brissett, but I think it'll be Stidham. I think they're going to come to a deal with him pretty quickly. And then you go get a rookie quarterback because because he you mold the quarterback. You tell him what to do. Right. They don't have freedom as a rookie. Right. Um, and Stidham knows the system already gets along with him. He's used to it. He's used to that. That's all he's played in in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that, you know, and it's it's just amazing that you brought that up, Mo, because that's exactly what my train of thought is, is you're not going to, that's why it doesn't work with him. It doesn't work with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers does not want to go with a guy that has not been successful as a coach and is going to tell him what to do. Aaron Rodgers wants to do what he wants to do. Right. And that's why, that's why I say it's not a, beyond the X's and O's, just based yes. on that, knowing that Aaron Rodgers' personality, his way of doing things and Josh McDaniel's reported way of handling things with Derek Carr, who's who's a nine-year veteran, has played in multiple systems. You don't think Derek Carr could pick up that offense and, and see things at the line of scrimmage and do things on his own? No, he's been through so many offensive systems. He should get freedom at the line of scrimmage. I'll take Derek Carr's side on that. But like I said, if Josh McDaniels just wants a quarterback that he can mold and, and run the play call that I call for you, don't change anything. <laughs> that then he's going to want someone who's been in his system, i.e., as you said, Jared Stidham or Jacoby Brissett or a rookie quarterback who he can mold. And that's part of the reason why I think the Raiders go the rookie bridge gap quarterback route. Yes. And it might cost them a lot. The way things, I mean, we're way out from the draft, but the way people are talking about the, the, the teams being aggressive, especially Indianapolis, yep. uh, especially Indianapolis with Shane Steichen, who's a quarterback. 
who probably wants a young quarterback to mold. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the competition is going to be fierce there as well. All right, enough of Derek Carr. <laughs> Although we have some <laughs> questions in the mailbag. Uh, enough of Rich Gannon. We're going to take our final break, and then when Mo and I come back here on Silver and Black today, we're going to get to our weekly mailbag segment. We have a couple doozies. One that I'm shocked that the guy asked a question, and I don't want to make fun of him, but I'm going to ask the question. I'm going to make Mo answer it because I don't want to answer it. But we will uh, do that. No, it's not that bad. We'll do that right when we come back after these words. Stay with us. You're with Mo and Scott here on Silver and Black today in Odyssey Original Podcast. <laughs> 